0: put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
1: the tires and light the fires big daddy
2: the matchups the superstars the games starting defense place at the table wow This is Football Sunday on The Fan. A comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
3: It is 9:02 on Sunday morning. I borrowed a little sprague right there. 12:02 in the Rip City. Isn't that what he says to open a show, Joe? You would know better than me. <laughs> uh, yes, minus the Rip City part. What does he say? Rose City, right? I believe so. Yes. There you go. 12:02 yes. in the Rose City. It's 9:02 in the Rose City you on a Sunday You need to get your morning.
4: own. I just. I was just thinking about this. You need your own. Well, yeah. Tag.
3: I know. I, I never came up with one that sounded good to me. I just kind of play around with it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. what's up bitches <laughs> i like I it could, i could open every show with that and probably it wouldn't go very well but uh <laughs> i but, yeah. like it well, i think to, it's i think it's memorable I'm, it is memorable that is that is true i'm glad you like it people, <laughs> is, is like it. people on sunday morning and maybe be
0: like
3: yeah
4: why down. are you yelling at me that's a great way to start your morning though
3: <laughs> I, I i just had the picture of when you get woken up out of a dream the panic wake up of like you you turned your alarm off this happens to me on sunday morning frequently just you know I, it did not happen to me this morning but it's it's an early sunday morning thing where i've turned my alarm off and i was looking at my phone about ready to get up and then i fall back asleep again for three minutes and i go ah! and you like have this your body feels like it's being pulled by somebody else up because you have the panic feeling and then it's like, <sighs> what
4: were you doing now?
3: And then I was sleeping. And then uh, <laughs> as far as you Jeez. know. And then you're like, okay, 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 I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. That's uh, that's what it would feel like if someone yelled out to me on a Sunday morning. Does that not happen to you when you wake up out of a dream? I have uh, like this full out-of-body experience of like being pulled out of the bed. Uh, Sometimes. Drugs were not involved, I Sometimes.
4: I-, I can't remember the last like dream that I had that was so extreme or so like, you it's, know, anything to where I just like. Uh, woke me up out of mine. It's not
3: about the extremity of the dream. It's about the fact that you know you have to be awake to go to work. See, for I, and I, you panicked because you fell back asleep for two minutes.
4: I'm a weird dude because I'm usually up before my alarm. Oh, that's typically how it goes. I don't know. I'm I'm always constantly looking at my clock. Are you a bad sleeper? I don't know because I get good sleep. Like I wake up and I'm not tired. and still like you know, oh my gosh, I have to go. Like I usually get up and like, all right, well, let's let's get moving. But it's it's frequently looking at my clock. Okay, it's two seventeen. 4 37 like you know for whatever reason like, that does not
3: sound sleep. like good sleep but as long as you're resting i mean yeah i'll wake <laughs> up
4: I'm, I'm not usually tired you know so do you works. still have an old-fashioned clock next to your bed no
0: oh
3: phone. you just you just look at your phone, phone. like an, like the one with like, like an the alarm hammer clock. that goes between the two bells like yeah. a- i wasn't thinking that old-fashioned it's funny because i grew up with those clocks i call it old-fashioned but just like you know a, a regular alarm clock with the digitized numbers on it and-
4: no just you know just the just the phone you know
3: the death red glow looking yeah, at you.
4: Just just the phone. So there was a time when my alarm clock or didn't really have one, but um for those who well I guess it was everywhere. The pre- remember the preview channel? The preview channel. Like, Joe
3: like TV guide?
4: Yeah. It's like ch- well before it was a TV guide channel. It was just called the preview channel. And it was yeah, like I remember this TV channel, guide channel. And it was channel two or yeah. channel whatever. Channel two or like four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like that it would tell the clock. That's how everybody would set their clocks in their house. If you're from Portland, what time is it? Man, turn to channel two and they would be able to go out in there and say, Okay, it's nine thirteen <laughs> and go ahead and put that in. But yeah, that's really for, for years, you know, I would just sleep with the T V on and have uh the preview channel on and would we'll go ahead and just look at that. Okay, it's time for school or it's time to go to bed. Or hey, Jerry Springer's gonna be on at twelve. <laughs> that's when that's when Jerry Springer's come on at twelve AM, the real Jerry Springer, not this crap that they put on now. That is interesting.
3: I kind of miss some of that old stuff that we grew up with. I miss it all. I kind of, and this is kind of a cell phone thing, but you know, you wake up to the alarm that your cell phone has, right? I think most people just wake up to the generic sound or you can change from the ringtones or whatever that are in the phone. I used to wake up to the radio. I used to wake up to the Z Morning Zoo in New York, Mm -hmm. the Z100, the morning show on the pop station. And... I would set my alarm early intentionally so that I could listen to the show and just kind of doze a little bit through it and then wake up when I had to wake up. This was before school. Right. I kind of miss waking up to the radio, you know?
4: There's a lot of things I miss. Like, you know, I, I miss uh, Friday night television. Like, you know, there was a time TGIF would come on Friday nights. And ah, classic. It was, you know what I'm saying? There's a nice lineup of shows. Like, I think about it now, and I'm not, uh, obviously, most of us are not out on Friday nights anymore. But. There was a time, and even before the pandemic, like I was kind of at home most Fridays. Like I might get out and do something every now and then, but for the most part, like I'm at home. So it'd be good to have like a a nice slate of you know maybe some sitcoms, which are few and far between at this point. There, I mean, what's the last great sitcom that like actually like a laugh track or a live studio audience in the background? Like I can't think of a good sitcom. Big Bang Theory. I, I, that's that's not a good show. It's a great show. I'm sorry. Okay, you're right. <laughs> it's I, i've watched a few episodes I, I and it, it can be funny at points but i'm like yeah this is not
3: fun. i used to hate it and then i watched it from like the start and i really liked it also modern family i don't know if that counts as a sitcom but that was a good show as well modern family was a good show but is that a sitcom I don't, th- I don't think there was a no, laugh track there's or anything. no
4: there's no laugh track there's no you know kind of any like but a lot it was of those, a situational comedy yes a lot of those situational comedies none of them had you know like the office parks and rec you know right uh those don't Rock. feel like sitcoms though they're i mean they're they're those have been the funniest i love parks and rec yeah the funniest shows to come on tv in the past what decade a little over a decade or so Then if you
3: guys follow me on twitter at mike lynch 27 rashad's at made 503 joe's at joe fish 3 f-i-s-c-h uh me brandon and dusty were tweeting back and forth at each other about how good parks and rec was earlier this week and how we all liked it better than the office Ooh, uh, i think we've had this debate before on I've, the show
4: i think parks yeah. and rec is i think i think they have a a funnier cast of characters in Parks and Rec. I think that's what, uh, Aziz Ansari is hilarious, mm-hmm. you know, to me in everything that he does. You know, so. Um, Andy I, Dwyer. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody, Ron Swanson is probably one of the greatest characters ever made. Correct. For TV. Agreed. You know? So it's just one of those things. So I totally understand uh, why people say it. But if you've, <sighs> Michael Scott is 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 a is a one-to-one character. It's, like, it's not nobody- to say that
3: The Office is bad. I love The Office, too. I just like Parks and Rec better.
4: Michael Scott makes you hate him, like you are such a, a jerk. And but then, but then you love Mike, him. Yeah, I love you though. You're, <laughs> I see it, and you're not a bad guy, but you just do stupid stuff. And I think it's if you've ever worked in any type of industry at all, then I think we've all had a Michael Scott.
3: It's just one of those where I love The Office. I did, um, but I really connected more with the characters in Parks and Rec. Like I, like I cared a lot more about what they did. I didn't really care about what happened to the characters in the office, except for Michael. You know, you like Michael, um, but you know it's it's a funny show. I enjoyed the story, I enjoyed where it was going, but I cared in Parks and Rec. And no, I don't know, I don't know what the difference was outside of I thought some of the, the auxiliary characters were funnier
4: because they gave you time to care about each of them. Like you knew something. Like everybody had a story on Parks and Rec. Everybody on the office, there's no story for Meredith. Nope. There's no story for Creed. That like, is true. these guys are just there and they'll say some funny stuff every now and then, but there's no, like, backstory or there's no additional story on that. So, I would, I mean, the office is funny, funnier just, just for me. You know, it kind of wasn't as funny towards the, towards the tail end of the of the run
3: i stopped watching after uh spoiler alert michael left it's
4: still pretty good but it's you know it was just you know obviously it was it was different so but parks and rec is is a really funny show i would still probably give it to the office though because i think you know you gotta you gotta give it to whomever you know kind of started the trend so ricky gervais gotta give him the all the credit Watch the original
3: office which is the british version which which ricky gervais is in
4: which is incredibly hard to watch is it? I watched
3: the first couple episodes years ago, before even I watched the the American Office, and I thought it was kind of funny. The but BBC
4: I, makes me tired.
3: <laughs> you just don't like dry British humor, is that it? Apparently, Something, Peaky yeah. Blinders is a good show. I was I was thinking about starting that, and uh, that's a British show. Uh, but you know,
4: it's one of those things you don't like, like that kind of humor. Um, like he also made Death at a Funeral, um, which the Chris Rock then remade, so the exact same movie, exact same lines, everything, but uh. Death at a Funeral with Ricky Gervais, the British. It was just not as funny. And I was falling asleep. Like, their voices are so relaxing and soothing. <laughs> it's just like, like a book on tape, man. It's like, you know what I mean? If, if if you know, you had s- someone like who has a really rich voice. Uh, what's um, Patrick Stewart? You know? Sure. Something, someone like that just, mm-hmm. you know, reading you a book. It's like, huh. Read me a story, Grandpa, and that's how I feel about watching—you know—anything from the BBC.
3: That's interesting. So it's mostly the voice instead of yeah, because they have a very slow, like dry version of comedy too. You know, mm-hmm.
4: and so it's just—it's—it can be kind of hard to to follow at points.
3: It's John Cleese. That's the voice. You know John Cleese. I do
4: know John Cleese.
3: Yes. Is he alive? I don't want to kill him off. Oh, I don't know. He is alive. I think. Yes, he's alive um yeah john cleese has that like really rich british voice
4: like i and i would love for somebody to call my phone and john cleese left my message you know <laughs> like if you'd like to reach me i'm not gonna do a british accent because i'm terrible at it but you know give them a give give the mate a call back you know let's get some fish and chips
3: and to those saying those are fighting words the office is great i know i love the office i just like parks and Rec better that's all i, I, mean, I, I watched the office all the way through and i, I enjoyed it quite a bit i just uh Thought Parks and Rec was funnier, and I cared way more at the end.
4: I think it helped that Parks and Rec kept a consistent uh, cast of people. But when they them. added people, at work, Remember, they added
3: Rod Lowe, no, Rod yeah, Lowe in the middle. Yeah, when they added Rod Lowe, like, and he, was, um, he was great. I forget the actor's name, but Ben Before in the, the show. Place, ben, yeah. uh, like, they they were integrated flawlessly, whereas in The Office, I feel like sometimes when they would add characters, it would take a long time for them to kind of find their, their spot. It, d- it
4: depends on who it was, because I thought when they kind of put in Will Ferrell's character like in the office. I thought he was he was great. Mm. Um I thought Idris Elba's character uh was was pretty good and you know But he, remember those weren't permanent characters. No, they though. weren't but just kind of guys you, Robert added... California. Like seriously like there's certain guys that were just like okay. When they added Andy
3: to me personally I thought it took him a while to get into it. The Nard Dog. The nard dog. Like I thought in the beginning he was just annoying. <laughs> and then I became then I started to like him after like half a season or a full season. Whereas instantly I liked Rob Lowe's character and um and ben why can't i remember that actor's name oh my god he's i don't really remember adam scott actor. adam, adam scott. scott thank you joe he's a very famous i actor. love adam scott <laughs> um all right so there's a interesting smorgasbord first segment let's and al- also from alarm clocks let's not forget that uh when it comes to the ladies on the show Aubrey plaza and rashida jones i mean
4: mm. it's like Rashida one.
3: jones in both shows
4: Rash- i'll give it to rashida jones she's the most you know racially ambiguous Mm-hmm. Uh actress in Hollywood. Are I just you, don't remember. Are you the,
3: I don't remember in the office like at
4: all. Yeah, she played, you know, she was in like the New York branch or wherever it was. Oh, and, okay. then, and then
3: she came to the Scranton branch yeah, and, and she dated Jim. And then she went back to the New York branch. Okay. So one her of sister those dated two one
4: off characters not on the show
3: very long. Yeah, yeah okay. basically. Yeah. Her sister. Oh, she was, was in it for a couple girlfriend.
4: Really? hmm Yeah.
3: And he's still yeah. alive, right? So she's still dating
4: him. Well, well, no. Well, the, I think the I hologram. Think she might have moved on. But uh oh. but he's alive though. No, according to conspiracy
3: theorists. Yeah, that's silly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a smorgasbord of a little little bit of everything. You know, we got a big football show ahead of you. So let's uh, let's open it up by uh, by not talking about football. But no, we got conference championship day is today in the NFL. We got Bucks versus Packers and we have Bills versus Chiefs. So we'll talk about those games on the show today. We also have almost every head coaching spot filled in the NFL, so I want to talk about that. We have some news that the Lions are moving on for Matt Stafford. And, you know, we never really got a chance to to dig our teeth into the Deshaun Watson situation. So that's all coming up on the show today. We also have Hit or Love it coming up at 1030. Make sure you text the fan text line throughout the show, 503-250-1080, and uh, you can reach us that way. But next, let's dive into the conference championship games. We will start with the first game. That's going to be Bucks Packers. This is a football Sunday on 1080 of the fan.
2: Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
4: You my ladies be it up. Ja Rule, baby. Yeah. Where is Ja? Where is Ja right now, man? We need, <laughs> I need answers, baby.
3: Talk about a song I'd wake up to when I was growing up on the radio on uh, <laughs> Z100. I love this song. This is a it's great a record. Ja Rule.
4: Case and Ja Rule. Absolutely. Yeah, the beat
3: started and I was like, "Oh, I haven't heard this yeah. in like 15 years." I, you <laughs>
4: took me right back to uh, uh, the club in Vegas, straight back. I'm I'm wearing a button-up shirt and some jeans that are too big and some <laughs> some <laughs> dress shoes, some slip and slides. Man, just looking super classy. Some sort of plaid oversized New York Yankees hat. Possibly. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh. very. What year was that? Oh man, that's that's 2000. Four, Very early 2000s club style. Oh, my gosh. Because you said
3: that. I mean, I was in high school then. But, yeah, the big button-up shirt the oversized jeans man listen, and it was just like i worked at
4: banana republic and so i had the discount on all the oversized the, all the all the well, the men's woven shirts when the polo shirts came in as like a style but they
3: went down halfway down your thigh oh yeah i didn't do that i wore some of those i don't know why they were so long i was tall so i liked that they were long but they were really long yeah man oh <laughs> just a
4: tacky time what a great song though them transported right back to that club
3: i do look back at it and it was very tacky it was super i'm tacky. like
4: why did I wear Super that? Tack. I look at. It's hard to look at pictures now. I'm like, ugh.
3: <laughs> God, what are you wearing? I had these. I think this, everybody probably feels that way about their high school years. We're though. gonna move
4: on. This is this yes. is this is after high school. This is like 22, 23. Um, I had these really just stupid hoop earrings. Uh, they were like diamonds. Oh my God, you had they were, hoop earrings, Rashad. They were cool at the time, but looking oh pictures my like g- these were the most like uncool. little hoops, right? Yeah, like of the course. Michael Jordan. Yeah, well, no, but they were kind of like thicker, and they were like um uh white gold and, and diamonds. They were super dope. But oh, like dude. but I'm looking at those in pictures now. I was like, oh you look ridiculous. <laughs> you look stupid. Like seriously. Fur coat. I'm like, oh what fur was- coat. That's a long story. I'll tell you that off air i'll tell you that part dude off is there.
3: wearing fur coat and diamond earrings yeah it's a long story when he's 22 right. years old I, right. was
4: go- I was going through some stuff trying some new stuff out trying a new lifestyle <laughs> it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> just put that out there all right i don't know <laughs> yeah we'll talk off air it's fun. <laughs> okay um
3: all right so nfl Text us 503-250-1080. Uh, our P1 who sends us the ask anything questions. I saw it. I just want to get into the NFL before we... You we know, got you. I got to get answers Answers for all three of them. Before we continue to uh, derail the show completely, I want to actually get into a little NFL. So the first game today is at noon. It's on Fox. It's Bucks-Packers, which is a rematch of a game earlier in the year, which uh, the... Where did I put that? That's uh, the Bucks absolutely annihilated the Packers 38 38- to 10. One of the worst losses of the Packers season. Remember they, uh, they also lost to the Vikings as well, but the, the Packers finished the year 13 and three. And that loss was almost the, the impetus for their change for the season, right? There was kind of a, an awakening for Green Bay after that game of like, Oh, okay. We really got to take this a little bit more seriously. And after that, they wound up winning Every, every one of their final games, except for the loss of the Vikings and a three point loss to the Colts. So not not terrible losses Although the Minnesota wasn't a great team, but uh, generally they wound up winning every single game and they started putting up 30 ish points a game and it was an insane turnaround. Now we go into this week. And I feel like people are looking at that game and saying like, oh, look, like the Packers are great this year, but the Bucs just annihilated them. So this game is going to really go Tampa's way. I don't know if I see it that way. I view this. Packers team as the most Super Bowl looking team left in the playoffs. I've been saying that for a couple weeks now since the playoffs started. I felt like the Packers were kind of the they had the look. They were just playing at the highest level. You have the MVP at quarterback. You have one of the best receivers in the league in Devontae Adams. You have a good running game, which is now a three headed monster with uh, Aaron Jones, who's really good. And then you've got good complimentary pieces in Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon you know they just kind of felt like the team was ready to take the leap the defense was average but it wasn't you know bad so it was going to be fine and i still feel like even though they're playing a team that beat them by 28 earlier in the year that in lambo in the cold aaron Rodgers is going to thrive today and plus the secondary for the bucks is not very good i don't know if it's going to be as close as people think i really think green bay might have a chance to i don't know i don't want to say run away with it That's not fair to how good Tampa is. They made it this far. They have Tom Brady, but win this by ten points, and just you know, maybe it's a little bit more of a comfortable win. I kind of feel like I can see Green Bay doing that. I really do.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I really agreed with you, you know, as far as Green Bay being the most Super Bowl ready team, and I said that right along with you, and and I I think that ended for me last week Um, because I look at this this Bucks team that. Is under great leadership at this point, which is something. When have we ever been able to say like the Bucks' quarterback is the biggest leader on the team? Uh, clearly Jameis
3: Winston when he's eating those W's, well, man. Th-
4: there you go, right? That's, that's oh, a, no, 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 no. That's a, and that's about it, you know. But um, you know, uh, was it was it Brad Johnson? Who was their quarterback? Was it Brad Johnson? Was their quarterback when they won the the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wasn't the leader of their team. You know, it was Warren Sapp who was the person that was like the the vocal leader and everything. Now you've got a guy. Who's a proven winner, and more than that, has proven that he can go into bad weather and win games. Let's just be real: New England is just about as uncomfortable as Lambeau Field is. So to win at Gillette for all those times in the playoffs in snow in cold weather, this won't be a problem for Brady. Now, will, it, will how will Mike Epps fare? That's or Mike Epps, <laughs> Mike Evans <laughs> watching Mike Epps last night. Forgive me. How will Mike <laughs> Evans fare? Like, Tim, Mike in Epps this, is acting really in well. In this, you know, how will Godwin? fair you know how will we I think we know guys man um Gronk he'll be fine play New England Antonio Brown he'll be fine played in Pittsburgh he's used to the whole cold weather like none of this stuff is foreign to any of these guys Gronk also I, hasn't
3: been a shell of himself this year let's be fair
4: well Gronk is a, he's, a, he's a he's a decoy like that's what he is he's a, he's a, he when he, he's in the game you know he's there to block Gronk is only going to be effective in the red zone for them, and that's what Bruce Arians wants. He wants to save him. He knows he doesn't need to use him at this point. But Cameron even in the red zone, he hasn't, been,
3: he hasn't been that great. Uh, he's a decoy. He's, he's slow.
4: He, he's just the decoy, you know, because he's still a threat. Like, you have to make sure you cover him. Now that I but, said that
3: he's going to score two touchdowns. Yeah, but <laughs> that's thats
4: just kind of what happens. Exactly. They haven't went to Gronk all season. Don't be surprised if today he has two or three touchdowns just because he's left that wide open. But I'm looking at this Bucks team saying, I saw a defense that played really well last week. Man, I saw an offense that probably looked the best that they've looked all season against a defense that's no slouch. Man, the Saints' defense is not weak. No, they're very like good. In, in in any you know, and they made them look, you know, kind of JV at points. And well, so, but
3: how much of that was the Bucks and how much is that is Drew? Some, Brees? some of that's
4: Drew Brees, but they still got to score at the end of the day. Yes, Drew Brees threw a couple bad bad picks, but you know. You, you, still have to, picks. you still have to go in there and score. And they were able to do that. They didn't look like they had an answer for Antonio Brown. You know, I, they didn't look like they had an answer for uh, certain guys. So well, I'm, Antonio
3: Brown is out today. Yeah, he's not playing today. So he's not you playing. know, so I'm just one, just one key just to remember is the Bucks had incredible field position all game because of the Saints turnovers. If you actually look at the game, to in my opinion, Tom Brady didn't play great. Tom Brady was 18 for 33, 199 yards. He had two touchdowns. Uh, But, I mean, he had a short field. He didn't look look like playoff Tom Brady in the game. Now, maybe it's because he didn't need to look like playoff Tom Brady because they kept getting the ball at the 30-yard line and scoring. But I was a little bit underwhelmed with how he played in the game. Now, you are right. Tom Brady in the snow, I don't have any issues, right? Although he is older, his arm is not the same. No. I think we've seen that now two years in a row. Tom Brady's arm is no longer... (laughs) going to get him out of of tough situations he's really got to have open guys and even then he's been overthrowing or underthrowing guys so it's not perfect he's better than breeze obviously and better than breeze was on the game but outside of brady it is a warm weather team going to play in the cold which tends to have an effect the team is a tampa team right they play in warm weather almost all year or they play in domes a lot because a lot of the teams in their divisions have domes um, and those guys have been playing in Tampa for a long time. A lot of those guys even more. So I think that does have an effect when you go up uh, into a cold place, uh, specifically for the guys who were not, you know, have not played in cold weather places before. So that is a concern for me in this game as well. So I, I just, I guess I just don't fully trust Tampa. I trust Tom Brady. I don't fully trust Tampa. And I think that's where, and because Tom Brady not his full self, I don't know if he's going to be able to carry the team by himself against the Packers team, which has just looked dynamite. Now, last week, you said last week, change your mind to the Bucks. Last week, solidified my mind for the Packers. They played the number one defense right. in
4: the Rams, and it was a fairly comfortable win. Aaron Donald wasn't, you know, did, he, didn't, he didn't play. He was in and he, out. He, yeah, he was in and out. So he wasn't True. The, the threat because when he's in the game, like, that's different. Like, you have to be worried about that pass rush but because were, he's amazing.
3: But in, on a team that has Jalen Ramsey that has been able to lock down every guy he's played, Devontae Adams had nine catches for a tud and 66 yards. Um, you had the deep pass to Alan Lazard on, I think we talked about this last week actually where Rodgers pointed and just said go deep to Allen in the middle of the field and he went deep and no one covered him. He just split two defenders and had the deep touchdown pass. Uh, the game was close a little bit in the second half in score, but it never felt like the Rams were going to be able to get into reach. And the Packers put up 32 on the best defense in the NFL. So the Bucks have a good defense, but they have a good running defense. Their passing defense is not so good. And what's the strength of Green Bay? It's the passing game. So, and you're playing in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers is used to it. Um, Aaron Rodgers can improvise really, really well. They'll stop the run, sure. Well, but I'll, the Packers might not even need to run the I'll,
4: ball. I'll say this, you know, and you, you love, you're in love with Devontae Adams this year, and that's great because um, he's been really really good uh but carlton Sh- should i not be in love with i mean him? no i'm saying but carlton adams the last time they played when he was guarding uh Adams or carlton davis when they was guarding Devontae adams uh three catches for 33 yards in the last game that they played so i'm uh, and then but on the other side uh jair alexander against mike uh mike evans uh, he was uh one target zero catches in the same game so that battle as far as the corners on each side against the re- against the star receiver on each side should be a, a really good one, but um, I'd probably go ahead and go with. I mean, Mike Evans is just such a. He's he's too big. He's not better than Devontae he, Adams. He's, he's not better, but he's a. He's. I don't. I don't know, man. And with this matchup, who knows? But well, on one target is a bad thing for the, Mike Evans. Expect Tom Brady to find him. The key, often, especially if there's going to be no Antonio Brown today. The key is no
3: Antonio Brown today. I saw. I was reading a little bit of a preview article that said that because of that, Jair Alexander is going to be shadowing Mike Evans this game. Mm -hmm. That's not good news for him. You have Chris Godwin on the other side, but Chris Godwin has not looked himself this year or in the playoffs. He's got a lot of drops this year. Um, He's not the dominant receiver that we've seen from him earlier in his career, so that worries me because after those two guys, what do you have? Right? You've got an old Gronk who you don't really trust. You've got a couple other tight ends. You know, you got Cameron got four catches last week. You got Scotty Miller had a catch. Um, You know, that's that's it. It's it's not pretty. And remember, last week Mike Evans had one catch. So it's 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 not a a touchdown
4: though, right? No.
3: Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Sorry, it was. it was a three yard catch. Yeah, but it's right now when I watch Tampa, I don't think it's pretty football. And that that makes me nervous, especially as you have guys that are getting uh, hurt as you get further into the playoffs. Now, the Packers' defense is not elite. Packers' defense, uh, numbers-wise, is pretty middle of the pack. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that late in games and blowouts, they kind of took their foot off the gas, and the other team scored a little bit. They had a lot of blowouts this year. And one of the staples of Mike Pettin's defense this year was to kind of just kind of play a deep, keep everything in front of us defense when they had a big lead. So because of that, they were able to kind of, or they get, they were able to, they gave up more yards and it kind of hurt their defensive ratings. Anyway, I think they're better than they look. So, I mean, obviously a lot of people are are on the bucks today. I've seen a lot of people betting on them. I've seen a lot of people thinking they'll make the super bowl. I just think you got the MVP on the other side of the field and it's in his environment and it's his stadium and there will be fans there. And I think it's going to go that
4: way. Well, Aaron Rodgers is one in five in NFC championship games. Uh, and, um, Or one in four, excuse me, in five games, he's won one of them. So Tom Brady has a much better percentage in the championship game, albeit the AFC championship game. But I'm just going to go with, with with what I think is on paper is the better team. And on paper, the better team uh, looks like it's the Buccaneers. And so I think the Buccaneers, I mean, honestly, really? on paper, game isn't playing on paper but if you were told if i were to show you each roster and say which team do you want i think most people would say i want the buccaneers yeah probably i guess if that's we, probably we were, a good if we point. were playing madden and was like oh we're picking teams i guarantee the buccaneers be ranked like an 87 and the i don't know i haven't played this year's madden so i, I don't heard know. it was terrible <laughs> yeah but you know so i guarantee like it would be somewhere right around there but if you looked at if i offered you either either team it'd be like yeah i'll I'll probably take the bucks.
3: This says, keep doubting Tom Brady. It's worked so well for the last 20 years. I know. Every time anybody doubts him, he wins. It's just, it's less about doubting Tom Brady and more about putting my full support behind Aaron Rodgers. And one thing I think, we got a break here. One thing I want to bring up next, and then we'll move on, is even though Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl, it's very important for guys like him to get another. And I think he understands that this might be one of his last chances to get that second ring, and that's going to help push him too. So that's next. First, Joe has sports.
2: Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I am digging this uh – is this the 2000s, like, rap pop? Yeah, would you
4: find cool. your iPod or something?
3: <laughs> right, discovered that in the, the drawer of lost electronics. We're on full shuffle. Yeah, I right? still have my iPod Classic. It's in my backpack right now, actually. I tried to
4: find my Zune that we talked about last week, and <laughs> I, I cannot. I can't find it. I think it's gone. Zune. Here we go. That's awesome. I, I want to know what's on that, man. Uh, it's the thing I
3: still use in my car. Because my car is uh, old enough where it doesn't connect to my phone's Bluetooth outside of using the phone. Right. So I can't listen to Spotify on my car. So I keep this in there. It's just like a full shuffle of metal and rap. <laughs> That's what's up. It's, uh, it's, it's, nice barely, it's barely alive. I was going to say, how do you keep that thing updated? Isn't like iTunes deceased as well? Oh, I haven't added songs to this in three years. <laughs> uh, I used to, on my old laptop, I would have my iTunes. Uh, and I would still update it every once in a while. And, and then iTunes went away, and I got Spotify, so I just kind of stopped. So this just sits in my car as like a music thing. The problem is is that it's so old that when the car gets cold, the battery dies instantly. It's so big. It is. Thanks, for shot. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. It will die instantly, and then it doesn't recharge. It actually, I thought it was gone forever. I brought it into my apartment where it was warmer, and I charged it and for three days nothing happened like the battery didn't take a charge and then i tried to reset it and and then it charged and i'm like i it working again that's why it's in my backpack i can't leave it in the car or else it will die every single time yeah (laughs) but yeah here it is i mean it's not the original ipod but it's uh it's
4: still pretty big it's it's pretty it's It's smaller than the phone though it's
3: definitely pretty huge you can take a look at the songs on there if you want afterwards um so Text line is 503 250 Lots of people on the Bucks on the text line so far, which has been interesting considering, I think, most of the people I've talked to have been on the Packers. So it's uh, it's uh, going to be a pretty interesting game to watch for a lot of people if it'll be that even. But I think this game is incredibly important for Aaron Rodgers personally to him because of the fact that he's only got one Super Bowl in his career. We've talked about this with a lot of quarterbacks. That second Super Bowl is important. Mm-hmm. Now, winning a Super Bowl instantly gives you the credibility for the rest of your career that you're a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, right? But when it's been a while since you've gotten there even and since you've won, there kind of is a question of like, well, obviously we know Aaron Rodgers is great, but was it a fluke that he won the Super Bowl or kind of the doubts start to kind of come in, right? Mm -hmm. You're not getting back multiple times. You're not doing that. Uh, Remember how important that second one for Peyton Manning was? Yeah, absolutely. Peyton Manning won the first Super Bowl with the Colts, and it was like, oh, Peyton's great, and then he never won again, and then he went to Denver, and he actually wasn't even good, but Denver won a Super Bowl, and it was like Peyton got his second ring. Drew Brees is not going to get his second ring, right? If Drew Brees does retire this year, which is what the hubbub is all about, even though he says he's going to make his mind up and take some time, then he has won. Now, that doesn't mean he's not a great quarterback, but it changes how we view him, and that's why I think Aaron Rodgers looks at this game – and this year as as almost a last chance to get that second ring. You now, the Packers are good, and they've got a good coach, and they've got a good team, and it does not to say they can't make it next year, but you're in the NFC title game now, and you look amazing now. I think Aaron Rodgers looking at this and is like, all right,
4: let's go. In the history of the NFL, there have been people that are, are big and strong and fast and you know accurate and all those things, but very few of them have been all those things at once. And Aaron Rodgers is when, you know, when he was still at least a little younger, he could move out of the pocket as good as anyone. Uh, he was as accurate as anyone. And he was one of the biggest leaders we've seen. Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. Personally, he's the, like, he, as far now, Patrick Mahomes is, is creeping into that. Into uh, that you know status to where that stratosphere to where man he's just undeniable he's doing things to just kind of make your jaw drop but Aaron Rodgers has been doing that for years and the one thing a Super Bowl does as a quarterback is it buys you another decade you have at least another decade if you win one Super Bowl you've got another ten years before people start asking that question like dang is he really really a winner we've been asking we I mean Drew Brees got that one back in two thousand eight. And he's been able to to you know ride comfortably for the past twelve years because of it. Never doubting him through the injuries, never doubting him through the bad seasons, those all those times where he couldn't get, you know, he was killing on offense, but the team was losing. Like we never ever questioned Drew Brees because he won a Super Bowl. We did right? start to a little bit. We started to a little bit, but you start it to was question like, wait a minute. You, but you start to question his age. You didn't question Drew Brees. You start to question his age. It's like Brady, you start to question his age. Not his ability. He's like, yeah, his arm. You know, he's not as not as young as it's he. It's different used for to be. Brady though, because
3: he's won. He's
4: won five. He's won six of them. Six, so there's yeah. nothing you can say about Tom Brady. But if you look at you look around and I said this last week, what quarterback is starving more for a championship? Like my. Right now, Mahomes, he's good. He doesn't need another championship this year. He can get one in another two or three years and still be just fine. He's going to win another couple MVPs. He's going to break a lot of records. Like That's fine for Mahomes. Josh Allen. Will he,
3: though? Okay, just just, this is a complete tangent. But we view Patrick Mahomes as the next great thing. Right. But Aaron Rodgers is great. Yeah. He's won one. He's won four MVPs, though. So this will will be his fourth. Right, but you're saying he's going to get another title, too. Yeah, I think he will. It appears that way. But it's not as easy as just saying Mahomes is the best quarterback no. in the league and it's going to be many, you, many Super but Bowls But you know why?
4: Much the reason Brady was always in the mix. Man, he had a great coach. And you look on the other side, man. Tell me another, uh, up until last year, tell me a better head coach without a championship than Andy Reid. There wasn't one. And now that he has one, man, everything that we've always thought about Andy Reid has been solidified. You know, we, we okay, there's no more argument there about his clock management, about, you know, some of the play calling or anything that he does towards the end of the game. There's no more question about Andy Reid. Those all those things are answered because he has a Super Bowl. If he indeed is the coach of the Chiefs for the next few years, this is Patrick Mahomes third straight AFC championship game at home, which I heard last week has never been done before. Word. Nobody's ever had three straight as much as the Patriots won. There was never three straight home uh, championship. That is interesting.
0: That's what I'm saying. This
4: is he's he's special. He's starting to enter like rare air. And so I think Mahomes has his time, but he doesn't need that this year obviously uh, um, Buffalo and Josh Allen don't need it this year. Well, they, Buffalo needs it for their fans. They need it for their fans, but <laughs> I think their fans are plenty plenty excited with the fact that their team just made it to the AFC Championship. And if you're looking forward, knowing that you still have a lot of, of growth to do, you're like, okay, man, that can be a good thing. But there's nobody in this playoff right now that needs this championship more than Aaron Rodgers. Eli got the second one. Eli's probably the only person we questioned his ability after he won two Super Bowls. Eli is the only one I think that I can think of that we were like, man, Eli is just weak. Eli is not good. Everybody else we're like, okay, benefit of the doubt. Like you won two championships, you're you're good. But we didn't even say Eli was weak. Like Eli got a lot, a lot more credit
3: than he probably deserved because of those two Super Bowls, right? We were always like, I mean, look, Eli is Eli, and he's frustrating, but 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 you know, he's and, won a couple of Super Bowls. And the thing
4: about those Super Bowls when he won them, like th- the way in which he won those, like the the pass. <sighs> The helmet catch, and then the pass to Plaxico, and then you know the 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 next Super Bowl that he won the, the the Mario Manningham on the sideline, beautiful catch, you know, so beautiful throw, so it's one of those things. So when you look at Eli, you look at those great moments in the in the Super Bowl, regardless of how he performed in the regular season, you look at those great moments in the Super Bowl and say, man, he's he's dope for that. Like we need another one of those Aaron Rodgers, one and four in the championship game is not a great number. You've had five opportunities to get there. Aaron Rodgers probably should be a two- or three-time Super Bowl winner. But instead, he's nut up in every playoff game, every uh, championship game he's Mm -hmm. been in. He's got to show and prove today. I think he will.
3: I think he will. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Next hour, we'll get into Bill's Chiefs. uh, But I want to take a break and reset with the Matthew Stafford news that broke yesterday Mm. that I thought was fairly interesting. The Lions hired a new coach. Joe, can you get that clip? The kneecap clip, please. It's in the system. You can just type kneecaps. It's there. Um, the new head coach for the Lions is a guy named Dan Campbell. We'll get to the new coaching hires in the in the second hour as well. He seems like an insane person. And Matt Stafford wants a chance to win because he's getting older. And he's asked for a trade. And the Lions are going to trade him. So where will Matt Stafford go? And do you think he is good enough at this point in his career to lead another team to the playoffs in a Super Bowl opportunity? That is next. This is Football Sunday on the Fans.
2: Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 the fan
4: my nostalgia this is a great song Joe look at you DJ fish over there well I mean just listen to the beats this beat was dope man I like the original version uh, of I need a girl a little did he really miss J-Lo oh my god When (laughs) when this happened when he he needed a girl like three times like and it was all about J-Lo. Like, the girl in the video looked like her. He was really, really sad when she... Well, have you seen Jennifer Lopez? Absolutely. Who wouldn't be sad? We'd all be sad pandas. Oh, I heard she
3: is an insane person. So maybe if she was insane... Oh. Oh.
4: Oh, no. You know how I many insane people we've messed with just in time and we found out later? And guess what? She was not no damn Jennifer Lopez. Oh, no,
3: no, no. I know. What I'm saying is, is that... If they broke up after the extended period of time dating, how long were they dating for? I don't even remember. Oh no,
4: but he oh. made he made her music career. Let's just be real. Sean Puff Daddy Combs Diddy uh, P Diddy P Diddy Dirty Money, whatever he wants to be called this week. Like he is one hundred and forty percent responsible for Jennifer Lopez having a music career. Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. I feel like she did she, re- no, well she by didn't. no she no she didn't. Her. She attached herself to the biggest name in hip-hop music. And let's let's make no mistake about this. Hip-hop is the biggest genre of music in the world. Let's make no mistake about it. It's not rock and roll, not anything folk. No, it's hip-hop. Let's just go ahead and be 100% real. There isn't a more inclusive uh, genre of music in the world than rap. That's just what it is. And J-Lo saw Puff Daddy at that point as the biggest artist in the world, the biggest producer, the star maker, the hit maker, and decided to get with him. Made herself a record, and as soon as things got got stuffy in the club and somebody started airing it out, you know, that's when J-Lo was like, I'm not with all this thug stuff, but then made a song called I'm Real. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. <laughs> Don't do that. Eh, it's probably a good point. Yeah.
3: All right, Joe, let's hear from new Lions head coach,
1: Dan Campbell. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. Well, that's just the drop.
3: Do you have the actual clip? It's next to it. That's all I need to hear.
4: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, the I'm fired clip, up.
3: The full clip is right next to it. It's like a minute long or like 45 seconds long. It's uh, it's his introductory press conference. This dude is straight out of central casting for the Lions. Uh, they hired him from the Saints. He was the associate head coach. And this is one of the very first moments that he's going to have in front of his team in the press. And this is what it was.
1: This place has been kicked, it's been battered, it's been bruised, and I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't, that, uh, none of that matters, and you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that, so excuse my language. All right, here's what I do know, is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city, and the city's been, been down, and it found a way to get up. All right, it's found a way to... Uh, Overcome adversity, all right. And so this team's going to be built on. Uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right. And, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right. And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock wow. us down, all right. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality.
4: Well, I'm fired up for the rest of my Sunday, and with no kneecaps, I hope you're (laughs) the last one standing like that. Okay, so that's a great clip.
3: It's funny. It's a flag. That's many flags. That uh,
0: that right there is
3: assault. (laughs) Bite (laughs) somebody's what? Um, but I, I, from what Suke has said about NFL players maybe five guys in the Lions are going to buy into this guy. If that's how he is 100% of the time, nobody's going to listen to this dude, right? So that comes out. The next day, we get the report that Matt Stafford's like, you know what, I want to get traded. Don't like this guy. Stafford's like, I don't need this guy telling me to bite kneecaps over here. I'm a vet in this league. Let me go somewhere else.
4: I'm vegan. I'm not biting anybody's knees. <laughs> no, that's you well, know, there's no meat on the knee. You're biting I, I, think, bone only. I, I think, you know, that's the old adage. You know, you have to be... Gotta be a tough guy. I gotta come in here. Let's rub some dirt on him. Let's, let's man, chill. Like, let's, no, those guys are professional athletes. They don't need to hear that. Like, obviously, most of them, not all of them, most of them are motivated to win. Mm -hmm. I think most of them, I mean, the contract is awesome, but at the end of the day, nobody's going to say, man, he made a lot of money in his career. They will, but they want to know if you you won or not. Most of these guys want to win, and you see a guy like Matt Stafford, who's been one of the good guys in the NFL, for the most part. We don't hear a lot of noise about him. We don't hear about him complaining ever. Like, how many times have his you heard? His wife complains for his him. His wife complains for him, which is, you know, probably his nice laugh. with baby, tell him, here, you write this down. Get out your Twitter. You sell all this stuff verbatim. That's probably what's happening. But for the most part, Matt Stafford hasn't really been a problem. And truthfully, if he was a problem, man, he plays for Detroit. I understand. You know, but I think it's one of those things. He's one of those guys, I feel like, that deserves better, deserves more. You know, he's been consistent. He's been I mean, don't let the the losses fool you with Detroit. Like you look at Matt Stafford's numbers and they're they're pretty impressive. You know, and he's so, a gunslinger. Yeah. And so you you take the 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 terrible management, the terrible coaching, the fact that they always seem to find some great defensive mind. I'm using the quote fingers here, folks, uh, to come in and really steer the ship for the Lions and instead they end up sinking faster than before. And that's really he had one good year, one great year when Megatron was just uh un-freaking-stoppable in the playoffs, and then after that, they just never were able to rebound. Matt Stafford needs a change, a change of venue. You see what it's done for Brady. You see what it ends up doing for somebody like Michael Vick towards the end of his career, albeit after he came out of out of prison and everything like that. But sometimes you just need a breath of fresh air. It worked for Peyton Manning for a couple of years when he got to, to Denver. His first year made it all the way to the Super Bowl. By his third year, was back in the Super Bowl and won that one. So, like, some of these guys just need just – just a change and I think Matt Stafford is due for a change and I so think he deserves
3: one do you feel that Matt Stafford is good enough to demand a big trade package at this point in his career when another guy who's younger and better in Deshaun Watson is also potentially on the market
4: uh I think do you it, think
3: Matt Stafford's good enough that he'll demand a big trade package and I've, the team should get
4: him? I think Matt Stafford's been good enough for over a decade yeah and especially if you've 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 been loyal to a franchise for X amount of years, this is what Deshaun Watson's third, fourth year. Is this his fourth year?
3: Yeah, four or five. Yeah, so like that. It's,
4: it's it's fourth year. So there's still some growing that Deshaun can do. There's still some winning uh, that that he can do. You know, there's certain times where he is very very mistake you know prone. You know, and he can make a few yeah, of those. So is, is Matt moment. Stafford. So those yeah. So is Matt Stafford. But you know, you look around at what Matt Stafford's had to work with, and you're like, well, that makes sense. Right. You look around it was some of the things that Deshaun Watson's had to work with. was like, yeah, that doesn't make as much sense. You probably should be better than this, but he's great. And so we we give him that and everything. I think he's worked his way to this point. If you're Matt Stafford to say, man, yes, I do right by me. Like I've sat here. I've been a good soldier for you for this long. Like do do this for me. Well, they're like, going to trade think, him. Yeah. I mean, they agreed to trade him. Yeah. And I think if you're Deshaun Watson, I mean, it's hard to say ask for a trade right now. It's year four. You're twenty. Six twenty, you know, something like that.
3: But he has, like,
4: but yeah, but he, but he has, and, and the so, owner
3: is apparently a terrible person.
4: And so, yeah, and and her, her hearing about that as well, and like, I think most, I'm not gonna say most of the owners are like that, but I mean, how many owners are like, like, you know, I, the, the Texans owner? Or, I don't know
3: if I want to dive into Deshaun Watson thing right here because I do want to talk about that. I think it's a really interesting conversation because it's one a of the guy, best
4: quarterbacks in the league. You have to
3: early in his in his career who's demanding a trade and there's the back and forth of like you signed a contract, honor your contract. And also like he finds himself in a bad situation and wants to move on. I want to save that for another conversation because I think the Deshaun Watson thing is fascinating as a whole. Um, but just, just in terms of Matt Stafford, cause we got a break here. These are the teams on the list that uh, this is from SI that could be good options for him in order. Number one, the Colts who just lost Philip Rivers to retirement. They do need a quarterback. They could go the aging guy again and go get another aging guy. Number two, the Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. Not good. He is not good. I don't care what anyone says. I've watched him play. He is hey, not good. Okay, hey, let's
4: trade him for Brady. <laughs> let's, let's trade Garoppolo for Brady. You idiots.
3: Uh, he's not good. So, I'd be curious about the Niners, but the Niners run a very different system than Matt Stafford's run in his whole life. Stafford's such like a deep pass vert sky and the Niners have a lot of short passes and quick guys it might work as he gets older because he can't throw the ball quite as far but that doesn't seem to fit Matt Stafford quite as much and
4: I think they have to do that because Garoppolo can't throw far and so because they have to do also a lot the of type of out. players
3: they have though too they got a ton of like those fast speeds like Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and um like all of their all of their guys are like quick little tiny receivers Kendrick Bourne's like six four well that's true yeah he's not the best guy on the team uh Washington football Don't team. hate on Portland. Man. Don't do that. I'm not hating. Yeah, you just, are. Don't do that. <laughs> Washington football team. Number three, the saints who are going to lose breeze Patriots, Broncos, Steelers, and so on and so forth. So the, the teams that have been mentioned actually also with Deshaun Watson are being mentioned here. Um, the Colts seems like a great fit to me. They just built their team around an aging quarterback who can't throw the ball that well, and they can get another guy who is younger and can throw the ball a little bit better. They actually might have a little bit more success. The Colts still made the playoffs. But I think the Colts would have been so much better with a quarterback who was better than Phillip Rivers. So that could be a great look for them for sure.
4: Yeah, I think the Colts. Uh, you know, I don't love their team, like, but you know, it's just it's. I guess I guess it's a fit. Um, obviously the Saints are in the in the the mix for for a new quarterback. Somebody just uh, uh
3: Taysom Hill's the guy. Don't forget no, about that. No, no, he's not. But but well Sean Payton says he is, so. yeah,
4: yeah, Sean Payton might need to lose his job if Taysom Hill is going to. He's clearly trying to get the number one draft pick if Taysom Hill is going to be a starting quarterback next year. That's all he does what he, is win-win win. That's what he's going for. No but um room. somebody's texting here, man. The Bears. I think the Bears are obviously, man, Mitchell, they're trying to move on from that guy. And you you insert somebody like Matt Stafford into that Bears lineup, and all of a sudden you you don't sneeze at the Bears. You're kind of like, huh. That that could work. But I mean Bears fans
3: the, are desperate for any of these guys right now. <laughs> I
4: mean, I think you just need a splash. Remember how excited the Bears were when they got uh, Khalil Mack? Mm-hmm. That was everything. It changed. It changed the franchise yeah, for about a year. Yeah, but then he kind of faded after a year. I mean, well, he did do all the work for a year. Like, yeah, it's going to be he hard did. to. It's tough to, to come back. But I think Matt Stafford. You know, if given the right, I would love him in New England. I think that's a. You know, Cam just doesn't work for what we decided to do i thought he would i don't think cam
3: is is healthy enough to be able to do what he used to be able to do i think his shoulder injury is enough to that's uh, gonna affect him forever because even when he's healthy he underthrows guys now like he doesn't have the same arm anymore
4: yeah so i don't know so there, there's a lot of matt, the good thing about matt stafford is man he's got he's gonna have options there are gonna be a lot of teams clamoring for a guy like matt Stafford. So. Uh, and obviously, everybody's going to try to get Sean Watson as well. So we'll see what happens over the next you know, few weeks.
3: All right, hour two coming up. We got Hated or Love It coming up at 1030. But we will start with previewing Bill's Chiefs. This is Football Sunday on the Family.
4: You've heard-